This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, good morning, hola, buona dimenaza, greetings, salutations, all that good stuff. I hope everybody's doing well. And for today's episode, I do not actually have an agenda, but there's something I want to talk about. And I want to start by saying that despite my best efforts, let me reiterate the fact that I am not always right. I am actually frequently wrong about a lot of things. And um, over the last few days, I have realized that I have made a mistake. So let me, I'm beginning to rectify it. Let me explain. I left, um, and I promise this is going somewhere. I wouldn't have made this recording if it wasn't. I decided sometime last year to stop doing, not, not social media completely, but I stopped doing TikTok for sure. <clears throat> and um, I kind of pulled back off of Instagram. And my reasoning behind that was I was largely just tired of the platform. I was, I was, I was sick of the, the nonsense that goes on with that. I feel like, you know, I spend, I spend so much time or I used to spend so much time just scrolling mindlessly, just destroying my brain. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, well, do I want to make content for something that I don't necessarily think is super healthy for people? And then on top of that, I don't like the um, the way that you have to like jump out and grab people's attention. You have to, you know, frantically try to get the attention grabber, the the hook in the first quarter second. Otherwise, people's limited attention spans will just disregard it, and they'll keep scrolling and move on. And you know, I I have my own style. I have my own way of doing that. And I go about it, you know, in that way. But I still I felt to some extent like, you know, I'm trying so desperately for attention. I hate that. I cannot stand it. I feel like a dancing monkey performing for scraps of corn and coin on the village square. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. And I just, I, I, I got tired of like trying to come up with stuff and I felt like, you know, it was kind of watering down a lot of my message. So I just decided to focus on the podcast. Well, a couple of things happened. One, I got, well, one, I, I realized how many followers I had on Spotify. That was actually really cool. And that kind of spooked me a little bit because I was like, why are so many people listening to me? Why are so many people following me? It's kind of scary to have that sort of a reach. Um, not that I don't think I can handle it, but at the same time, it's like, well, I, it, it brings a really big sense of responsibility. Like, I'm trying my best to give you guys good information, um, stuff that can make your life better, practical things. Um, and since I do have a lot of new followers, let me reiterate that I, am, I'm a, I, I do this research on my own, um, and I share largely stuff that I, you know, from my own life and the lives of people that I've um, come in contact with. I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I just, I have a passion for research and I, I, I love trying to understand human nature and I love observing people. 
most of that was born from not understanding people and desperately trying to figure out why don't I have friends? Um, why can't I be successful? Why am I alone? Why did I not get that promotion? Um, why did she leave me? Stuff like that. And, and so like out of that sense of like, well, crap, like there's other people are doing it. What am I missing here? Because I'm smart and I'm capable. So what is it about my approach to other people that that's not working? And that that um, initiated a, a very long um, journey for me, which I have taken you guys along with me for for a, a couple of years now. Um, but it's been going on for a very long time before that. So the majority of the, the content I bring is like, here are the things I have learned about how people think and act. Here is what you can use to make your life better. One, like to, to interact with them better. And also, too, to understand yourself, right? Because if you don't understand yourself, you're probably not going to understand other people too well. Um, and then on top of that, like if you've got the social stuff down, but you're miserable, if you're riddled with anxiety and insecurities and crippling self-doubt and limiting beliefs, that doesn't do you a whole lot of good, does it? It also doesn't do you a lot of good to be constantly motivated and enthusiastic if you're also an idiot and can't, you know, tie your shoes by yourself. So, like, you've got to have the practical stuff. And um, I, I was just, I, I feel like I have to kind of go in depth and explain things and I have to use stories. And the short form videos were just not my thing. Plus, I don't like the way I look or sound and I have to, <laughs> have to actually edit that stuff a lot more. But I saw how many people were following me on, on Spotify, and that kind of got me thinking, like, this is significant, right? Like, I'm, I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, and just based off of the responses I get, I can tell that I'm changing people's lives. Um, as far as I can tell, it's for the better. I hope it is. So, you know, that makes me want to really focus and, and do my absolute best to serve you guys right and i mean part of this started you know because i wanted something but at this point too i really just like i feel a huge tremendous obligation to to, to do the best i can um, for the people that are listening especially considering that there's not a lot of useful content out there <clears throat> i mean there is but there's there's a, there's just so much garbage and there's so much entertainment and there's so much stuff that's just not true and it's based in, you know, well, here's what this study showed. And it's like, you look at the study and you realize, well, yeah, maybe that worked in the college campus of, I don't know, New York or Sacramento, but it doesn't really apply to the rest of um, humanity because there's a very small select group of people that behave that way under specific circumstances. Anywho, before I get too far into that tangent, I also got a notification from, from TikTok and remember that I, I stopped doing TikTok at like um, maybe August, July timeframe last year. So I, I only use the platform for half of the year. And I got the stats back and I, it showed me that I had reached over 5 million people. I thought, okay, <laughs> well, that's significant. That means something like you know, from my bedroom, nonetheless, not even in a weird way, just off of my phone. This is crazy. Also, I had a friend kind of um, set me straight a little bit, and he kind of reiterated, like, yeah, you might not like the platform, but the amount of influence that you wield is, it, it means something, right? Like, it's significant. Think of a few things. Now, as a brief aside, ladies, 
I am single and apparently famous, so do with that information what you will. But it forced me to remember part of the reason that I like got done with social, or I, I was like over social media. And part of that was I would go in and I would um, go into the search bar and look for psychology advice. I'd look for stuff on human behavior, human nature, stuff like that. And it was just a cascade of garbage, crap, useless nonsense, um, childish fantasies that are not based in reality whatsoever. And that's super frustrating for me. I was, let's go through all this, these people's content. I'm like, this is stupid. This is actually bad advice. A lot of this is not, um, it, it's based in popular psychology. It's based in like fluff and feel good, like, ooh, idealistic, I wish the world was this way. And most of it's just not even true. Like I've said this before, if a, if, if a video, if a meme comes up and the title is, or the, the, the opening line is, psychology says, it's not true. Psychology does not, I, I promise you, psychology did not say it. My favorite one, my all-time favorite one, just for example, it was like, um, psychology says, if you can't stop thinking about your ex, it's because you're meant to be together forever. Like what kind of middle school garbage is that? Like that's not psychology advice and that's what's out there. That's what's there. So I got to thinking, I was wrong. I should not have taken myself off of the market. I should not have stopped putting content out of there. Um, that was a mistake for myself and for other people too. So I fully intend to start flooding the internet with um, the inspirational thoughts that bubble up from my brain in the middle of the night. So if you guys want to check out my page, it's, it's still up there. I never changed it, but um, that, was, that was a mistake that I realized I made. Playing off of that, the way that this applies to you, and you know, other than it being an announcement, the way that this applies to you is to really take a hard look at the kind of stuff that you're listening to, the things that you let into your brain, because I'm not, I'm not dumb. Um, I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I'm fairly well educated. I'm intelligent and I'm able to think for myself critically. Um, I'm able to do research. I'm able to interpret raw data. I'm able to um, notice patterns. I'm able to apply them in a meaningful way. And I like to think that I can communicate them effectively. Um, I guess the verdict's still out on that one. Um, or the jury's still out on that one. They see, they can't, can't communicate. Look at that. Um, but that being said, I reached 5 million people. Um, there's a lot of people that reach many, many more. And these are the same creators that are making absolute junk, just stupid crap. And maybe they're better looking than me. I don't know what it is. Like maybe they do the, the, the dances or the, the trends. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's, there's something about it. Like they're younger, they, 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 they get it. Um, they don't use phrases like keeping it loose, which I've been told lately is not appropriate. Apparently that's a really old phrase that I've been using and I, I need to stop saying it. I don't know. I like keeping it loose. I, I like keeping it groovy too. I don't see anything wrong with saying that. Uh, um, I'm a stoner at heart. Who, what am I, what am I going to say? But you guys have really got to be careful with the kind of stuff that you put in your brain. And I'm going to move into some practical stuff in a second, but I just, I want to put that out there. Like when you're like, whoever you follow, and it's not even who you follow so much. It's like, 
who you get your advice from, like you really don't know who they are. And it, even well-educated people, right? Because educated people are wrong all the time. I've dropped out of college five times now, I think. And the last time was because I just got fed up with arguing with teachers. I was like, no, you're wrong. They're like, well, no, that's not how the world works. And I said, okay, well, here's eight different studies that support my argument past my freaking paper. Like, no, well, it's a failing grade because that's not true. And it's like, okay, well, you don't want it to be true because it doesn't agree with your narrative. <sighs> you've got to be careful. You've got to think for yourself. You've got to be able to apply your, your reasoning skills. And you have to be on guard, especially, like, understand, too, that, like, social media is a time when most people kind of veg out. They just, they, they, they tune out a little bit and they just allow stuff into their brain. What that does is it puts you in a very susceptible um, state. That's when you become open to suggestion. That's when you slip into a hypnotic trance, essentially. That's when you hit that, that state where you're not really, your defenses are not up. You're not sitting there thinking, this might be bad information, I need to keep it out. And so that stuff that hits you and it bombards you when you're at your weakest and it gets into your brain, it gets into your unconscious. So hypothetically, if an evil overlord wanted to make people more fearful, they wanted to instill anxiety, which is what we're about to talk about, um, into people, they wanted to make you think that the world is a terrible, evil, dark, ugly place, and you're just doomed to failure, or that it's a very violent, angry place, whatever it is, like whatever negative emotion, um, they could do that fairly easily. And then if you're not a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, let's just look at the fact that like human nature in its own sense like the the collective unconscious the the aggregate of um emotion and behavior kind of sort of has a life of its own you know like the you look at the riots that happened a couple years ago or any year really you look at any of this the, the panic that sets in across you know herds of people and yes i, I use that word intentionally um, like it takes on a life of its own, like that energy builds and it feeds off of itself and it makes itself worse. So that's something that like somebody may, it's a, somebody doesn't have to necessarily be trying to use that. It's just that, you know, somebody, something negative happens and people spread it and it catches like wildfire. And it, you know, next thing you know, it's all over the internet and people are like bombed out. People are in a negative state over stuff that doesn't actually affect them, right? I use the weather as, as a good example of this. I hate the news. I, I highly encourage you not to watch the news. It's all, it's all fake. It's all, they, they all lie. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you fall on. They are lying to you. They're all ruled by the same lizard king. Anyway, before I lose people, um, the weather even, like genuinely, what does it matter if the temperature is gonna be two degrees off tomorrow? However, like, it doesn't do anything. Like, the weather's going to be what it's going to be. But people still watch the weather. And they say, oh, I need to know what it's gonna, what's going to happen. What if it rains? As if their life is going to be changed. As if they don't have to drive to work in the rain the next day. Like, who cares? But you look at the, the, the words that, um, can I say meteorologists? Like, the, the people that report the weather. You look at the words they use. They say stuff like, oh, it's going to be a gloomy day out today. And next thing you know, like, you're in a gloomy mood because this idiot said that it's going to be gloomy out. You know, they said, oh, it's going to be it's going to be cold and miserable today. Well, now you're freaking cold and miserable because some douchebag said it's going to be miserable out today. And you let them say that to you for what? To know that it's going to be cold and miserable. Like you don't have to have somebody say that to you. You're going to be cold when you step outside. 
Or if you work from home, you're going to be huddled up, not cold, looking at the frigid air outside. I don't know. So anyway, be careful with what you consume. Moral of the story. Let's move on a little bit because that connects to what I want to talk about. Sort of. This is going to be a weird transition, but anxiety. Let's talk about anxiety. We've talked about this before. I'm going to reiterate it. One, because I have a lot of new followers. Two, because I have yet to work with anybody in a coaching session that does not deal with anxiety. So, plus, I deal with it, and I think it's pretty common. Um, and again, I think that that's one of the things that's taken on a life of its own. Like, it's become popular. Not, not in the sense of, like, you should be anxious, but in the sense of, like, it's just so normal to be anxious, to be on... Um, medication for it to struggle with it you know and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that people are able to openly express that they feel anxiety they, they feel fear or they're struggling with their their mental health I'm not saying that but it is what it is we have also created a culture that kind of encourages it unconsciously but we encourage it um, if nothing else by making it so normal so let's let's kind of hit on anxiety a little bit it is one of those things that it, it tricks you. It makes you think that you need it. Um, and all it is, is it's, it's your unconscious mind trying to protect you from something bad happening. It's, its intention is good, right? The interpretation is what screws us up. Now, back in the good old days, when we were being hunted by leopards and um, saber-toothed tigers, anxiety was something that would keep you alive because, you know, a predator's crouching in the bushes at any given moment. Like you kind of need to be anxious. You kind of, it makes you alert. It makes you aware of your surroundings. In the modern world, most of the things that we are anxious about don't really matter. And this is one of those things. It's, it's easier said than done. However, wisdom is simple, all right? And it, it, for all the tricks and all the tactics and all of the, the hacks that I'm about to share with you, they don't work if you don't, take the time to notice your negative thoughts if you don't take the time to catch yourself when you feel anxious and to take a step back and say i'm going to do something different if you're hoping that you're going to get a magic bullet here it's just not going to happen um don't get me wrong some of the stuff i'm about to share works like magic however you have to do it like you have to apply it and it's uncomfortable it's always uncomfortable it's like saying i want to be in shape but I don't want to go to the gym, but I want to learn everything I can about working out. That's not going to make you any more fit. It's not going to make you eat better. You have to make the decision that you're going to eat better and you're going to go work out or you're going to die. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do. First of all, like I said, it's, it, it tricks us into thinking that we need it. So we'll, we'll get caught in these, these spirals and these, these toxic patterns of thought. And we'll be sitting there spinning our wheels thinking and thinking and thinking about the same scenario over and over and over again. Just endlessly. We'll be playing it out over and over again. And if you pay attention, what you'll notice is that every time you reiterate that thought, the physical sensations of stress intensify. If nothing else, they don't go anywhere. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode, maybe. I don't remember. I, I think I talked about this recently um, in terms of like, yeah, um, I think I used the example of meditation. Alan Watts um, talked about in one of his books on Zen, he talked about how some of the, the 
the disciplines that teach um, students to, to to meditate and to, to seek enlightenment, they they use the the koans or the koans, however you say. It. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they use the, the stuff. It's it's basically these these riddles, and they're impossible to solve. And you're, the student's supposed to sit there and solve it. They're supposed to to, to meditate on it, to contemplate on it, to, to work it out, to unravel it, to to find an answer to it. And at some point. It stresses them out so much and they get so overwhelmed and so frustrated that they just give up, right? Because it's impossible. It's supposed to be impossible. I think like that What's the sound of one hand clapping. Um, and to me, that's like, well, I can clap without using both hands. Like I can smack other things. I can smack the ground. I can, you know, my leg or whatever, my own face, who knows, depending on how intoxicated I am. But, you know, the, the point, the, the, the point is that like you can't solve these riddles. So at some point, you get so frustrated that you just let go. You release it. And in that moment of release, you find presence. You find peace. You find yourself floating in contentment because you've, you've allowed yourself to let go of all the stuff that you were obsessing over and stressing out over. And it's a, it's a cathartic moment. It's satori. It's a step forward towards um, enlightenment in theory, um, which, which is a, a perpetual state of presence and, and being at, in, in that state of peace. And he kind of, Alan Watts kind of gives the example of, well, you know, that's, that's fine, but it's also, it's not really solving the issue of the mind right all you're doing is you're you're actually working that muscle of of thinking you're actually working that um, that habit of being very deeply engaged in thought and stress and whatever and you're you're only you know you're, you're only finding that relief after you've pushed yourself really hard to to be stressed out and so it's it's not his preferred method of um, teaching meditation and I kind of look at anxiety the same way and the reason I was talking about this recently was because um, I was talking about creativity with on a on a friend's podcast um, and if you guys haven't seen that yet you go check it out I've got um, I've got it shared on my on my Instagram he so I, I talked I think I talked about yeah like you don't when you're when you're making art and one of the mistakes that a lot of people make and I, I made this mistake myself for many years is that we use it to express the negative stuff right like like oh i'm stressed out i'm angry i'm i'm hurting i'm going through something and art is my way of expression it's my way of getting getting out of that letting it out releasing people do the same thing with journaling and i i disagree with this i really do because what you put your attention on magnifies you know you're nourishing something that you don't want to grow you know, like why would you water the weeds? You're, you're, and that's exactly what you're doing when you're when you're putting a lot of um, when you're trying to express yourself creatively about a negative topic. And it's the same thing with the meditation. It's the same thing with anxiety in general. A lot of times, like for me personally, and, I, and from what I have talked about with other people too, is that middle of the night you'll stress out over something over and over and over like just endlessly for hours and at some point you get ex you become exhausted you give up and you just you let it go and you pass out right because in that moment like you're at peace for a second and then you, you fall asleep and of course you know you're embedding that in your unconscious so 
what's happening when you allow yourself to engage in these negative thoughts is you're magnifying it. You're building that muscle of stress, of overthinking, okay? And so to break that, it takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of effort. But you'll find that when you just let it go, and again, that's easier said than done, but when you do just let it go, you realize like you don't need it. That's just a moment of, of clarity that you get. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, we'll just let it go and it's all be fine. I'm saying that you need to seek that sensation of letting it go yourself. You need to practice, like I, I recommend meditation, um, but whatever works for you, you need to, to train yourself to start to identify when you're caught in those negative spirals and to make the decision to change. Make the decision, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to, to choose to focus on something else, to let this stuff go. And once you do that a few times, it's gonna be really hard, and it, it is, especially if it's something you struggled with for a long time. Don't get me wrong, this is difficult. But once you do it a few times, you, you start to, it clicks. You start to understand that this is not something I need, right? And I say this all the time, can I solve this later? Like, do I have to think about it right now? Because the anxiety is gonna trick you into thinking if you don't think about it right here, right now, something bad's gonna happen, okay? Like, you've got an interview coming up, you have a confrontation with somebody coming up, um, your ex wants to see you, you know, something that's like, oh man, like this is gonna be stressful and I've gotta think about all these different scenarios and I've gotta run it over in my head over and over and over again. I believe in planning. I believe in thinking ahead a little bit. I do not believe in getting sucked into trying to solve everything all at once. If you're a halfway intelligent person, which you are if you listen to this show because nobody who's dumb can pay attention for more than two minutes. If you are an intelligent person, I promise you that if you let it go and you wait till the moment arrives, you will still be able to think. You will still be able to solve problems, even then, even if you haven't figured it out now. So um, for me, what works is I, I set a rule. If I think about something more than if I, if I think something over um, twice and I didn't get something valuable out of the second iteration, I just stopped thinking about it. Um, if I got something value, valuable out of it, I'll think, okay, I need to take a, I need to take a pause here and I need to, to separate myself from this a little bit. I come back to it later. But it keeps me from getting locked into these, um, these downward spirals. Now, one of the main things with anxiety is that it it tricks it, it, it activates um, survival instincts in your body. You get adrenaline, you get cortisol pumping through you, and you start to feel like you know you're ready for action because that's what's happening. Your body thinks that something dangerous is happening right now, and you need to be prepared to run away from the cheetah or the saber-toothed tiger. I don't know. I keep wanting to say leopard for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I think I heard somebody else say it. I think that's what it was. I, 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 I heard something about a leopard. Anyway, um, the, it's difficult to sit there and say, okay, I'm in this negative pattern. I'm gonna think positive. You can think positive, but it doesn't resonate with you emotionally because you're still in a negative stressed out state. And you're, you're only like, you know, when they say you attract um, what your vibration is or you, you are what you think or stuff like that, it's true because you can be really stressed out, really down in the dumps, really um, angry, really upset about something, 
and somebody comes up and says, well, there's a bright side. And what happens? You like, screw you, dude. Like you get mad at them. Like it doesn't like, yeah, I know there's a bright side, but it doesn't feel like there is because you're not in a, in a positive state. You're not in a positive emotional state. So the first thing to do is to kick out that, um, the, the negative um, feelings, right? Or, or kind of um, bring them down to earth a little bit. And you do this largely by just reversing whatever your body's doing um, instinctively. So if you're, if you're tensing up, force yourself to relax. If you're breathing shallow, force yourself to take some deep breaths. If you're um, you know, hunched over, stand up straight. If you're locked in place, terrified by fear, move around, get out of your head, get into your body a little bit. And once you start doing that, it's not gonna cure everything. However, what it will do is it will give you enough emotional space to where you, you can start to shift out of the negative patterns. Like if you just try to say, I'm, oh, okay, I'm thinking about something bad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about the good stuff. You can do that for a few seconds and you're probably gonna get distracted and pull back into it, right? Because you still have that adrenaline in your body. You still have that, um, that sense of impending doom looming over you. So you've got to deal with that first and simultaneously too. Just doing that, honestly, will probably be all you need. Um, I, I haven't ever had an experience where I've done these things and I've like forced my body to act a certain way as if I was calm where it didn't take the edge off. Now, if you are in a stressful situation, if something is actually happening to you, you're not going to be perfectly calm. That's the other thing. People beat themselves up and they say, oh, well, I'm so anxious because I'm giving this presentation. Like, yeah, no, that's normal. You should be. <laughs> you're going to be. I did public speaking for three years and it, it, it took two of them before my hands were not shaking every single day. Um, it's just, it takes time to, to habituate to that kind of stuff. It takes time to recondition your nervous system to not overreact to stress. And that's normal. And the only way that you're going to get through that is by actually taking the time to put yourself in those situations. Um, one thing that does help with that is the mindset that you have going into it. If you say, I know that I'm going to be stressed out by this. I understand that my body is going to react to it and that I am going to be scared. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to have a pit in my stomach. I'm going to have a lump in my throat. I'm going to have whatever, right? Like I'm going to feel these negative emotions and you accept that and you understand this is normal. This is how I'm supposed to feel. We've got this culture set up where we think that it's, it's, there's something wrong with us if we feel stressed out, if we feel af afraid, if, if, we have, if we experience negative emotions. We think that we need to take a pill. We think that we need, well, I'm really stressed at work. Maybe work is stressful. Like, that's okay. Now you need to learn to, to manage your stress. You need to learn to deal with it. You need to learn to become confident in the workplace. And a lot of that comes from your mindset. A lot of that comes from your competence. So if you know that you can do things well and you have a good philosophy about how you approach um, your day, if that's going to help tremendously. Um, the same thing with, you know, social stuff. If you're, if you're anxious around meeting new people, like that's totally normal. Most people are like, some people are freaks and they're just like, no, I love meeting new people. I don't feel any anxiety. Like a stranger is just a friend I haven't met yet. Screw those people. First of all, cause they don't know how hard it is. It sucks. Like I hate meeting new people. I love it. Like I, I love people, but like, I hate meeting them. Um, it takes me a while to get over it. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. But 
like it's it's normal it's okay there's nothing wrong with you for for feeling that way what i encourage you to do is to not avoid that stuff because when you avoid it you you're teaching your brain that oh that was dangerous because the unconscious is always looking to you like the 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 body and the mind are separate and i i think the unconscious is kind of half mind half body the that part of you is is always taking orders from the conscious brain and the way it takes orders is based off of the decisions that you make so if you make a habit of feeling afraid feeling anxious which i mean you can't really do anything about that um all the time but if you react to it and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna to listen to that emotion, then the brain learns, oh, we avoid things that freak us out. We avoid that, that scary situation. We don't go up to that person. We don't go talk to them. We don't make this presentation. We don't try hard at work because we don't like the attention. We don't um, you know, have the confrontation with our partner that we need to have about setting boundaries. We don't do that stuff, okay, because we're afraid. And it becomes a habit. And honestly, I've said this before, I'll say it again, almost everything about you is a habit. Pretty much everything about your personality is a habit. Your lifestyle, it's a habit. The way you speak, the way you sound is a habit. If you really wanted to, like, I think about this sometimes, like, what if I retrain my voice? Because sometimes I don't like my voice. And, and when I say sometimes, I mean anytime I hear it. Um, it's like, what if I just retrained my voice and I got a professional coach and I just sounded really good all the time? Wouldn't that be great? You know, or you say, um, you know, because that's all it is. It's a habit. It's like if I make myself sound completely different, it's still me. It's still my voice. It's it's like saying like, you know, it, it would be silly to say that that's like fake or, you know, that's inauthentic or whatever. That's like saying you can only play your guitar in one octave. You can't play any other octave. Like, no, it's a musical instrument. You have a lot of range. The same thing with your voice. The same thing with your personality. Right. If you are not happy with who you are. If you're not happy with the the outcomes that you get, with the the general f state of mind that you find yourself in, if you're not happy the majority of the day, then like that's something that you need to address and you need to understand that like it's not that there's something wrong with you. You just have a habit of doing that stuff. And that's all it is. And that, I think that that's a very liberating thing. Some people don't like that because then they have to take responsibility and say, well, if I stay this way, then it's my fault, right? Um, and that also kind of implies that the fact that I'm here in the first place is my fault. And nobody likes to say that. It happened to me. <laughs> it didn't happen because of me. And granted, a lot of things do happen to us, but the way that we respond to them makes all the difference in the world. Um, if a stressful situation arises and you react to it boldly and you say, I'm freaking terrified. However, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it in spite of the fact that I feel anxiety, in spite of the fact that I don't want to do it, that I'm afraid that I, my stomach is turning over. I'm just going to go do it and I'm going to screw it up. Well, you start to develop the habit of facing your fears. It's weird how that works, isn't it? You start to face your fears and suddenly your fears aren't that bad anymore. Because one thing is that like once you confront it, you realize it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. The negative consequences are not as bad as you thought they were going to be. I used to do, um, when I did public speaking, I stumbled all the time. Uh, I would stutter and uh, I still stutter. <laughs> um, but I would say like, I would be, I would have to read something off or I would have to say something and like, 
I would just spew nonsense sometimes. And the way that I got past it was, I realized that nobody really cared. Um, people will notice it, but if you just keep talking, they forget about it, right? If you, you know, if you're, if you're speaking with your friends and you say something awkward and uncomfortable, which I do frequently, then it's like, it, it's not a big deal because they forget about it in a couple minutes. Now, if you react and like, oh no, I said that and you shut down and you stop talking, then well, that might, if it's the last thing you said, they might remember it. But nine times out of 10, they're not going to. So don't stress about it too much. Again, <laughs> easier said than done, but we have the techniques, we have the tools. We understand that our body and our mind are very closely connected. So if we change the way that we express ourselves with our body, it's gonna change the way that we feel. And if we change the way that we feel, if we can, if we can trick ourselves into feeling a little bit less anxious and a, a little bit more confident, then we can start to orient our mind towards something meaningful, towards something positive. And that has a tremendous impact on our, our, our day-to-day life. It doesn't mean that things aren't stressful. It doesn't mean that we don't feel fear. But the difference between fear and anxiety is just the, the way that we approach it, right? Like if we have a presentation to give and we get up in front of a group of people and we're trembling and we're nervous, that's normal. That's fine. That's a good thing. You are conf- you're facing your fear. You're getting up there and you're doing it anyway. If you can't sleep for six days beforehand, that's anxiety. That's something that you need to get under control. Now, you do need to get the fear under control too, obviously, but the way that you, the way that you interpret the thoughts in your head makes all the difference in the world. If you can separate it and say, okay, I know that I'm gonna have to do this thing. There's absolutely no point in obsessing over it. However, what can I do? I can prepare. Um, you know, and if it's a social thing, you know, maybe you don't prepare the same way, but you can. You can rehearse certain things. You can understand that, um, you know, maybe, maybe I want to present myself as a little bit more laid back, a little bit more confident. So when I'm alone, maybe I just talk to myself a little bit and I make myself speak slowly in a low tone of voice. Um, you know, I, I, I practice responses to a couple different things that happen frequently that I don't like, you know, maybe people say, my friends say certain things frequently and I, I, I respond in a way that I'm not fond of. Say, okay, what are some different ways that I can do that? You rehearse things, you practice things. That's totally different from spiraling and from getting sucked into this, um, this state of anxiety. And honestly, again, like the body is most of it. It's so much of it, but it's also the mindset. It's also the approach. It's also the way that you look at things, your, your personal philosophy. So today's episode is a little bit shorter. Um, we are going to cut it here once again, though, guys, um, and I didn't say this before, but the 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 following that i have and the the accounts that i've reached i thank you that's that's freaking awesome thank you guys for supporting me um some of you guys support the show some of you guys just are are loyal fans some of you guys are passing through that's cool thank you for for taking the time to listen to me thank you for um being a part of my mission which is to spread um positivity and a general sense of um, education throughout the world trying to make the 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 culture I live in, a little bit better place to be, um, both within myself, the internal world, and also the external. So thank you for being a part of that, guys. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to do some coaching with me, um, hit me up online. My website has a link to it. Um, Social media is a good way to get in touch with me, too. Instagram, you can shoot me a DM. Um, I think TikTok lets you message people directly now, too. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. Good luck.